Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined today by Solomon Ashams in Abuja, Nigeria. And on this week's show, we talk about the Senegal national team as they made a winning start in the final qualifying round for the 2018 World Cup. We hear from striker Sadio Mane and from a Senegalese journalist who feels that the Taranga Lions still lack team cohesion. Individually, it's okay, but if you talk as a team, Senegalese may be a bit light right now. Maybe they have to, to build something. As Nigeria beat Zambia in their opener, we talked to Super Eagles defender William Troost Ekong, who looks back at winning an Olympic bronze medal in Rio. To be there and win something is the best feeling I've had in my career so far. So, uh, yeah, it just makes me hungry for more and it's gingered me and I think the, the other players as well who were there. Well, that's coming up later, but first to the CAF Champions League, as the first leg of the final will be played on Saturday. It's Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa at home to Zamalek of Egypt. Now, Sundowns beat Zesco United of Zambia in the semi-finals. For Zesco, it was the best performance from a Zambian side in the Champions League since Ankana Red Devils were runners-up back in 1990 in what was then the Africa Cup of Club Champions. But Sundowns proved too good. Good for them in the semi-finals, winning 3-2 on aggregate. Then Zamalek beat Widad Casablanca of Morocco 6-5 on aggregate in the other semi-final. I must say for me, I thought that Widad would make it to the final, but Zamalek wrapped it up in the first leg with a 4-0 win. Now, Sundowns only got to the knockout stage following the disqualification of A.S. Vita of DR Congo for fielding an ineligible player. Sundowns are financed by billionaire Patrice Motsepe, and despite getting in through the back door, they must be the favourite Solomon, having beaten Zamalek home and away in the group stage. For Sundowns, they had never played in the final and they've always been wanting to play in the final before. Uh, they have uh, want to make sure they dominate not just South African football, but African football. Uh, since uh, the businessman uh, from South Africa took over, you know, they've won the league so many times and they've signed uh, coach Pete Somosomani, former South African coach, and there are great, great players like uh, Dooley Keegan. There, there is uh, the Zimbabwean uh, Kamat Billiard, who, who's been playing so well for them. Also, there's the uh, Ugandan goalkeeper Denis Onyango, uh, who's really been, you know, doing so well in goal. And uh, for Sundowns going into the final to play against Zamalek, uh, I think they would have a bit of the upper hand because remember, in the group stages they defeated Zamalek both home and away. And so we hope that the final is really going to be a, a great game for Africa to watch. Yeah, me too. I must say I wouldn't rule out Zamalek as they are five-time champions, but it's a very exciting sundown side. It could be a Southern African victory in the Champions League this time. Well, to the 2018 FIFA World Cup qualifiers now, and the final qualifying round for Africa began last weekend with some exciting games. I watched a star-studded Senegal side dispatch Cape Verde 2-0, goals from Keita Balde and Moussa So. It was a good performance from the Taranga Lions as they aimed to qualify for the World Cup for a second time, having made it to the quarterfinals in 2002 in their only World Cup appearance so far. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa's Mamadou Ba travelled to Dakar for the match and he got a chance to join reporters talking to Liverpool striker Sadio Mane after the game. 
I think now we're going to take game by game and and I think also it's very important for us to win this game because we play at home so and also it's dream of every player to, to, to go in the World Cup so I think we are in a good way we're going to keep going How is your relationship with Balde Diao Keita who scored in September he scored today so it seems you're okay to, together I'm very happy for him he's a great player he's uh, on the good way so I think he will keep going as his friend and I advise him also to, to keep working every day in training to get better and better That's Liverpool and Senegal striker Sadio Mane. And we'll talk about the player mentioned there, Keita Balde, shortly. But Mamadou also spoke to a Senegalese journalist, Babacar Diara, who feels that despite the abundant quality in the team, Senegal are not there yet. Individually speaking, they have the qualities, of course, with players like uh, Khalidou Koulibaly, who is one of the strongest uh, defender, African defenders right now. You have in, in the middle, in the, I mean, you have Idesa Ganage and Shiro Kouyate who can play together, Sadio Mane up front. Uh, but individually, it's okay. But if you talk as a team, Senegali may be a bit light right now. Maybe they have to, to build something. Maybe it will happen before the, the Afghan, but uh, right now, uh, there, are, there are some, some other teams who are maybe better, like Algeria or Ivory Coast. Cameroon, maybe right now they are better than Senegal, so uh, I'm not worried about that team, uh, but I, I think they are still young to, to be a strong candidate for the, for the title. Many of them believe that uh, with the pool of players that they have, that, as you said, the Mane, Jao Balde, and of course Idrissa Ganage, who are having a very good season. What do you think is the problem? Why Senegal, you know, as a unit, um, they cannot gel together? I, I, I think maybe it's uh, just uh, because they need time. Uh, they are only playing since, uh, let's say, one year and a half together. So that will come. That things don't come like that. Uh, but uh, also there are some some other things maybe that can explain why they are not uh, playing like they would they, they want to to play because you know the, the pitches in in Africa are different than in Europe. So maybe for Sadio to play in Anfield Road is more easier than in uh, the stadium Leopold Sadar Senghor. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. I know Aliusi says the, the head coach is working on it and uh, doesn't seem very worried about that. Um, looking at the group, they have Burkina Faso and also South Africa who are very strong in, in the continent. Uh, it's always good to start with a win. Uh, but uh, uh, you have to win your games at home. And then, well, if, if, they, if they can have a, a draw in, a, in a South Africa, it will be a good point for them. But obviously, they are the favorite of, of the, this, this group. So, I mean, they, are, they have the qualities to win against any team in that group. They are the favorite. So, I don't expect them to, to, be, uh, to be in another place than first right now. That's Senegalese journalist Babacar Diara talking to Mamadou Ba. So, Salama, let's focus on a couple of the hugely talented players mentioned there, Khalidou Koulibaly and Keita Balde. Steve, these two players, um, Khalidou Koulibaly and Keita Balde, are really hugely talented players. For me, these two players are hugely needed and they make the difference in the Senegalese team. Let's look at Khalidou Koulibaly, for, for instance. You know, he is just 25 years of age. 
and he plays uh, for Napoli in the Italian Serie A uh, as a central defender sometimes, right back or defensive midfielder. You know, he, he, he started his football in, in France. He was born and raised up in France. He started his football in France before moving to Belgium and then to Italy where he plays for Napoli right now. He has uh, seven caps for uh, Senegal already and he played for the French on the 20 before now, before he decided to uh, play for the Taranga Lions of Senegal. He is a very strong, physically built defender. He is aggressive and he timed his tackle and he gets his tackle right. He's good in the air with his headers. Uh, so he's a player that is very much, when he comes to the future of the Senegalese defense in coordinating other younger players, because most of them are very young, he has a huge role to play there. And he's hugely talented. That's why we saw quite a couple of uh, British teams that were chasing after him. And, and even teams from, from Spain chasing after him in the last uh, transfer window. You know, he's really talented. And he's been playing quite a lot for, for Napoli. He's played about 60 times already for Napoli. Uh, so he's a, a defender, of definitely, that is going to go uh, and make a difference in the Senegalese team. Because he has what it takes. And if you look at the, the attack, we have uh, Keita uh, Balde. And Keita was born in, in Spain. He was raised in Spain and believe it or not he was groomed by Barcelona he spent about seven years of his career playing for Barcelona uh, today he plays for Lazio uh, where he has caught about 12 goals in 84 games he's just 21 years of age uh, and with five caps for Senegal scoring two goals he is a forward that really knows where the ball is going to and he positions himself you know at the right place for him to be able to get you know the the ball into the net He's played that with so much confidence. So everyone is looking at him and really expecting a lot from him as he grows older. Uh, just being 21 and growing is definitely, we're going to see more goals from him. We're going to see him creating opportunities for other players uh, to score goals. Uh, and, and he's really uh, a big plus for the Taranga Lions to be able to have this crop of great players. So well, it's interesting that the Senegalese journalist Babacar Diara says that Senegal are not strong contenders for next year's Africa Cup of Nations, uh, but we do tend to think of them as one of the strongest-looking teams in Africa. Steve, Senegal is definitely one of the strongest teams in Africa, <laughs> and I would like to disagree with Babacar Diara there. Senegal, for me, are one of the strong contenders for next year's AFCON. Why? First, because Senegal is the only country... Uh, that has a 100% record in the qualifying stages of the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations. So it shows that they are gradually building, they are gradually getting to understand each other with their coach Aliou Sese. He is beginning to blend them together. In the past, we've seen Senegal uh, coming into a, a tournament with huge expectations and then they, they don't make it. We see Senegal coming in and and losing in the first round with a hugely talented squad. But with this crop of players and the way they qualified and the way they're currently playing in the World Cup qualifiers for Russia 2018, I feel they're beginning to find a middle ground. They really found a rhythm as a team, which is something that the previous Senegalese team in the last five or six years had not been able to do. Though hugely talented, but they were not able to achieve that team cohesion, that uh, team balance where... Everyone is involved and they go out there, they get good results, not just individually. Yet they have some individual players who are very brilliant. But at the same time, what makes a difference is how can you blend these individual players into playing together as a team? And I feel right now Senegal has been able to get that 
uh, have been able to get that missing link, which is getting everybody, every player to play as a team. And, you know, credit must go to the former captain of Senegal today, the coach of Senegal, Aliou Sisse, because he's been able to see how he could bring in uh, quite a, a few players uh, and, and also bring in and blend them together and make sure they spend time together. And so I definitely think, you know, going into the Africa Cup of Nations, Senegal is one of the strongest teams and I hope that would be a step towards uh, the World Cup in Russia 2018 for them to be able to qualify because since 2002 when Senegal went to the World Cup and and really you know created this great upset and 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 made a huge difference we've not really seen senegal again you know and, and a lot of football fans globally not just in africa you know are really asking the question they've been asking the question they've gotten tired of asking the question but i feel and i know that this current team you know has what it takes to qualify for the world cup and even before they qualify for the world cup go to the africa cup of nations and hopefully get into the final Okay, so you're more optimistic than the Senegalese journalist that we heard from, Babacar Diara. Uh, But Babacar says the players need time to get to know each other and to adapt to playing in Africa as they are all playing in Europe. Yes, uh, Steve, I feel the players, you know, uh, need time to together to get to know each other, to get to know each other's style. Remember, some of these players grew up playing uh, in France. Some of them were born in France. Quite a few of them were born in France, raised in France. So they have that mentality uh, of uh, French football. And then you have the ones that were born and raised in, in Senegal. And, and a few of them was born and raised in Spain. So, so you have players from all over. When you bring them together, they need to spend time to get to know each other, uh, to not, not get to know each other, uh, each other's strengths, but each other's weakness, to get to know each other's style of play, to get to know each, how they can use and maximize each other's other strength to, for them to be able to achieve a result as a team and also they have to adapt to play in, in Africa uh, quite a, a lot of them they not visited Africa not spent time in Africa much before but now playing in Africa is totally different especially when you are playing to qualify for the World Cup or the Africa Cup of Nations where you have to travel across different countries and the playing conditions are totally different from each country you have to adapt with that you have to be mentally strong you have to make sure you go there and and you you have the confidence you know you're not intimidated by the fans you know you're not intimidated by your opponents uh, you know it's totally different from from playing in Europe so you have to go there but they have great players they have uh, players uh, like uh, Lamine Gassana who plays in Turkey there is uh, Ko uh, Torre who plays in France Kalidou Koulibaly in Napoli Falou Digne who plays for Wada Bremen in Germany and and there's also Shiko Koyate who plays for West Ham United who is a captain Mohamed Diame who plays for Newcastle Castle United. There is uh, Musa So who just returned after a few years of being absent. Uh, he plays for Fanabachi. There is Sadio Mane for Liverpool. Uh, and there's Keita Balde and so many of them. And a lot of these players, they either went to Europe very young uh, whilst playing there. They got to embrace the European style of play and the mentality. Or a few of them, you know, I think about six, seven of them were born and raised in, in, in France and, and, on, and, and in one or two uh, uh, European countries. So they need to be able to play together to be able to understand each other and i feel if the playing time that they need to get to know each other and adapt to playing in africa that would make a huge difference uh, with this great and hugely talented team that i really am expecting so much from uh, senegal especially this team because for the first time in a long time they are playing as a unit unlike the previous team teams which are really talented but not really playing as a team
Well, thanks, Solomon. And amazingly, Senegal haven't got to the knockout stage of the Africa Cup of Nations finals since 2006, 10 years ago, when they finished fourth. Since then, they've gone out to the group stage three times and failed to qualify for the other two editions. So is this maybe the time for the hugely talented Taranga Lions squad to shine? Well, elsewhere in the World Cup qualifiers, Algeria were held to a 1-1 draw at home to Cameroon, a result that's a huge blow to Algeria's chances of qualifying. Remember, you have to finish top of the group to make it to the World Cup finals. Milovan Rajavats resigned as coach of Algeria two days after the game, following huge pressure. Now, amazingly, Rajavac had only two matches in charge of the Desert Foxes. One was a win and the other a draw. But after meeting with the Algeria Football Federation president on Tuesday to discuss the result, his departure was announced shortly afterwards. Now, Rajavac is from Serbia. He's the man who took Ghana to the quarterfinals of the 2010 World Cup, so a very distinguished coach. Algeria's next 2018 World Cup qualifier is away to Nigeria. They're in the group of death, so the result makes it very difficult for them to qualify. And standards are high. They've won all of their home games over the past six years. Well, you can tell us what you think about this on Facebook and on WhatsApp. Was it reasonable for Rajavats to be pressurised to resign after only two games in charge and no defeats with Algeria? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, next to Nigeria, the Super Eagles won 2-1 away to Zambia in a fast-paced match with goals from Alex Iwobi of Arsenal and Kalechi Iheanacho of Manchester City. A very encouraging start to the campaign for Nigeria after failing to qualify for the 2017 Nations Cup. We're going to hear from defender William Troost Ekong, who played for Nigeria in that game, having also featured for them at the Rio Olympics, where they won the bronze medal. Troost Ekong is 23 years old. He was born in the Netherlands to a Nigerian father and a Dutch mother. He played for the Netherlands at youth level, but then committed to play for Nigeria, making his senior international debut for the Super Eagles in 2015. Troost Ekong is with Belgian club Ghent, but he's on loan to Haugesund in Norway, where he's become the captain. Olawashina Okaleji spoke to Troost Ekong about his football, his faith and about leadership. And he first asked about winning bronze at the Olympics, where he played in all of Nigeria's games. Uh, you know, it was good, and uh, it was uh, another stage, another platform for me, and uh, it was just amazing to, to be there and win something. It's the best feeling I've had in my career so far, so uh, yeah, it just makes me hungry for more, and it's gingered me, and I think the, the other players as well who were there to try and perform again, and uh, like Mikel said, you know, he knows why he's doing it, and it's so nice that you can give something back to your country, that's uh, the best feeling really. When you look at the Nigerian Nigerian team itself, everyone is talking about um, players establishing themselves. What you've done so far is establish yourself in Norway. At the same time, your parent club in Belgium still wants you. What do you owe that sort of, I mean, development to? Where is the, what's the secret of this newly found William Cruz that everyone hasn't seen before? 
Yeah, you know, I think uh, the Olympics helped as well. After that, a lot of doors opened, and uh, it's just been uh, one year for me. I, I said I wanted to invest myself in myself. I didn't want to go to a club and just sit on the bench. Uh, I'm young. I, I'm going to get better than what I am now. I'm still dreaming of playing in the Premier League, and I just know I need to take it step by step. So I think now in Norway I've done it. Uh, people are saying I'm the best defender in Norway, and uh, yeah, I'm trying my best there, really. So now my next stage will be Ghent, and uh, hopefully step by step I'll be climbing my way up. For a player who was looking forward to playing in the Premier League someday, Belgium appears to be that direction towards getting to your dream, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a gateway. You see players go from uh, <clears throat> that league and uh, France, those kind of leagues, to go to Premier League. Mm. Uh, and uh, when I'm ready, my time will come, then uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking very much forward to it. But I still think I can improve as a player, and I think there's still the best is to come for me. So uh, yeah, let's hope that I can keep the steady uh, line up. The last time I spoke to you in Europe, we were talking about the, the role of God in your career and how much you put emphasis on God helping you to live up to your dream. What's your relationship you know, with the Bible and um, God itself? Yeah, no, I, like you said, I read the Bible, I pray, uh, I have a, a Bible study, I'm part of a group called Ballers in God, it's a group of players all over Europe, we come together once a week on Skype and uh, we pray and talk about uh, the scripture and different teachings and uh, yeah, I think for me the main thing that helps me to stay calm and stay focused and uh, yeah, and stay humble, so that's, those are the things that I, you know, I live by, so it's, it's a very big impact in my life as well. It's strange for us to hear that professional footballers coming together to form a Christian group where they talk about. I mean, what 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 really do you do? What, what do you guys do? Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, we we have a prayer every month. We have one session where we just it's just prayer. Uh, but then the rest of the time, you know, we uh, we, we read the Bible together. We talk about our experiences. We uh, try and sh- share in that sense, and uh, yeah, and, and trying to get some more disciples. So this the group is. Ex- ex- expanding and extending and hopefully you know as uh, footballers you have such a big audience and uh, such a big platform uh, yeah to inspire other people and uh, give the teaching spread the word uh, and that's that's really what the group is all about Nigerian international defending goals and winning souls (laughs) I like that I might have to take that from you now (laughs) (laughs) so when you look at the Bible what um, what are the scriptures and verses that you really really love reading or that gives you the strongest motivation that each time you're there you can remember these and then it motivates you it's, it's not just one or there's not just one scripture I say oh that's my my scripture but it's you know we try and keep it with a theme so we have you know every week or every month we have a different theme you know speak about the Holy Ghost for example the last one we had now and how it is in your life and uh, and the relationship you have with him and how it can help you during the day and all that kind of stuff so it's just little things so when you are in a group of players especially like me when I'm a captain for my team I'm a leader I try to inspire other people around me as well and uh, yeah, it feels like now it's working and people are listening and they're willing to hear the, the word of God so that's all uh, what's all about really That's Nigeria defender William Troost Ekong speaking to Oluwashina Okaleji This is Planet Sport Football Africa brought to you by Passion for Sport and you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download it, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show anytime on the app and also access past programs in our archive. You can also listen to the show on our website, that's planetsportfootballafrica.com, and our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. Follow us at planetsportfa for news about African football and news about the show. 
Well, now we turn to WhatsApp and to Facebook. And last week we asked, "Are you in favour of a 48-team World Cup?" FIFA president Gianni Infantino has proposed expanding the World Cup finals to 48 teams, and says a decision will be made in January. Now, a 48-team World Cup would probably mean three or even four extra places for Africa, which has five slots at the moment. 16 teams would be seeded, and the other 32 teams would play in a preliminary knockout round, meaning that the losers go home after just one game. So, we ask for your thoughts on this proposal. Are you for or against a 48-team World Cup? On Facebook, Bakari Tamba in the Gambia says it's a good plan to help more African teams to show themselves to the world, and there'll be more competition between teams. So I hope it will materialise. From Liberia, Morris M. Camera says that's a good development. Let's wait for that time. Also in Liberia, Oliver P. Foley says that's good. So let's wait and see. And we also had similar positive comments from two other correspondents in Liberia. That's Ralph Fred Jati Sia Junior and Joshua Jaka. Peter Kwabena Dwabeng Sergio got in touch via our audio platform Spreaker, and he says going from 32 to whatever number is not what I want to see. Africa may be happy with this, but obviously, how many African teams go to the World Cup and perform better? Apart from Ghana, Senegal, and Cameroon, all the rest have embarrassed the continent with poor performances. Says Peter. In my view, it will rather give more room for poor performances. Onto what's up now, and Ola Tunde Adeleka in the Gambia says, "I'm always in support of new things if they're well planned, well organised, and in favour of less privileged teams, as is the case here. At least some more African countries will get to play in the World Cup, and it will change their football history that they qualified, and it will help to develop football in Africa because of that exposure. So I am in support." Bakari Sonko, also in the Gambia, says yes, I am in favour. It'll make the World Cup longer, and lesser-known countries will have a chance in the competition. And there'll be surprise eliminations and teams beating the odds, like Iceland did in the Euros. Rex Rose Cargo in Sierra Leone says yes, I'm in favour, but only if Africa will have enough representatives in that World Cup. Moses from the Gambia says, "I'm for it. I believe it would help Africa and give a chance for my country too to qualify." And Buba Saidi Khan, also in the Gambia, agrees, saying it might give room for other countries to qualify. Lamine Sane in the Gambia says it's a good move. It will bring another facelift to world football, and shock results can happen in such one-off matches. And we in Africa will have more participation. Samba Anas, also in the Gambia, says yes, I'm in favour if there will be more African teams. But those 32 teams in the preliminary playoff is not a good idea, as 16 will go home. They should have 64 teams all competing in the playoffs, rather than seeding some teams and not others. That's not fair play, says Samba. Well, 64 be a huge number for the World Cup, I must say.、Uh, Fode and G is positive, but also questions the number of teams taking part. I don't mind the expansion," says Fode, "but 48 teams, I think, is too many. Maybe 42 is okay, but yet still, the quality of the tournament will be dented, and perhaps degrade the prestige of the World Cup. But as an African, I'd love to see seven or so African teams there." And Gemo, a Cameroonian in the United States, agrees. He says, although I'd love to see more countries participating in the World Cup, especially from Africa, I think this idea at the moment is not good. 
48 teams will make the tournament less competitive. The beautiful game still needs lots of development in most areas of the world, and only then I think it will be a fun, tough and entertaining tournament to have that number of teams. A good initiative, though, says Gemo. However, Ishmael Saidukanu from Sierra Leone takes a different view. I'm against a 48-team World Cup competition, says Ishmael. The tournament would become long and boring. I suggest it remains as it is. Uh, I like the present format. And Sonny Armstrong in Cameroon agrees. He says I'm against it because the qualifying round would lose its value and increase the chances of European dominance in world football. Barnabas Ande is in Nigeria. The losers go home after just a game? That's ridiculous, says Barnabas. What's the point of even travelling in the first place? 48 teams will be great for Africa, but the format must be favourable too. Yes, and that's my concern too, Barnabas. Imagine all the preparations and expense and you go home after just one game. And especially for those travelling fans, uh, that would be tough. Well, thanks so much for all of those comments. Uh, Great to hear from you. And uh, this week we're asking, was it fair for Algeria to part ways with their coach? Following Algeria's draw with Cameroon in their World Cup qualifier, uh, coach Milovan Rajavac resigned following huge pressure, but he'd only had two games in charge of the Desert Foxes, one win and one draw. So was it fair for him to have to resign? Send us your thoughts on WhatsApp, plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, that's it for this week's show. So from me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashoms in Nigeria, thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.